Hey friends, I am excited for y'all to meet my friend Mandy because the story of how we met is actually really super cool and it's definitely a God thing with how I got to hear Mandy's heart and a little bit of her story of how she actually balances a banging podcast for one. She's the podcast host of the Fierce Social Podcast because she's the owner of the Fierce Social Society, where she helps entrepreneurs grow their business online using basically the investment strategy that we've been talking about. But she's also a network marketer herself. So she is a top leader with Saint. And so I'm really excited for y'all to get to know Mandy, hear her heart and expertise and wisdom on all things social media. Are you dreaming of making a long-term income and impact beyond your own efforts, but feel like you're struggling to replicate your results? I'm Heather, a former burned out boutique owner turned top network marketing leader, and I've learned the hard way that you don't have to do all the things all on your own. Now, my passion is helping social sellers scale their business by choosing faith over fear and using simple duplicatable systems without having to sell your soul to social media. I'm so excited to share with you simple tips, tricks, and tools to help you take your business to the next level. In each episode, I'll share faith-focused wisdom, proven systems that your team can duplicate, and inspiring stories from other leaders who have been right where you are today. Are you ready to grow your team, find joy and fulfillment, and feel free? Break out your favorite pen and notebook, and let's dive in. So Mandy, thank you so much for being here. Heather, thank you so much for having me. Yay. Do you want to tell like the, because of course, I'm sure we remembered a little bit differently, but you've got to tell the story, first of all, of how we met, because it's pretty yeah. cool. I feel like we've probably walked past each other in, in different instances. I think we were my in San Diego at the that first artist reunion. We probably walked past each other. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Heather Burge. Oh, so like everybody knows Heather Burge and Saint. She is one of the one of the top gals. But then in Mexico, we really got the opportunity to sit down. And like you said, it was really such a God thing. We had both earned a trip with our company Saint to Mexico. I had gone by myself because my husband couldn't join me. And I, Heather brought her mom. And that was just so smart of you, Heather. I wish I would have brought my mom. That was so smart. And my downline that came also brought her mom. Who didn't, why didn't anybody tell me to do this? We could have had the mom's club or something like that. But we had gone down to breakfast and I was waiting to be seated. And Heather, you walked up with your mama and you were just the sweetest ray of sunshine. You're like, oh, Hi. And you introduced yourself, you introduced your mama, and you invited me to sit with you, which was just so kind and so loving. And then we ended up sitting there for a couple hours, I think it was. Your mom was like, okay, I'm going to hit the pool side. Y'all are just like totally vibing without me. But <laughs> peace out. And she totally left us to continue talking. But we just, you and I just really hit it off and we really connected on so many different levels. We were talking about business. We were talking about faith. We were talking about family. We were talking about all things combined. And it was just such a great morning, something that I was not expecting at all. Same. I love those little God-ordained moments that, yes. and if you just listen to him and if you just let him, like when he says something weird, talk to that girl standing beside you. You're like, okay. You never know what can come from it because that was back in February and here we are in June and we've been planning doing this episode for literally months, but that's because Mandy has a huge update that a big life experience that has happened. She just birthed a, her first baby boy. Oh, congratulations. And he yes, was thank you. super early. So he's right now in the NICU and we, she was just gracious enough to be able to spend her time, her precious time away from him right now, letting me pick her brain on all the things. Yeah. Mandy, do you want to tell a little bit of backstory of just where you live, your family, Abby, your, your newborn, all of that good stuff, and just give us a backstory. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin with my family now of four. My husband is originally from the Wisconsin are two hours away outside of Milwaukee from a dairy farm. I don't know mm. how much more Wisconsin-y it gets than that, but I grew up on a dairy farm, went to school here, really grew up here. And then I'm actually originally from New Mexico. I met him while I was performing on a cruise ship, which I feel like is like a completely different life ago. We met while he was traveling. I was performing. We just, again, we really had a great connection and ended up doing some long distance relationship and moved to the Midwest to be closer to him, got engaged, married. Now we have a beautiful baby boy. His name is Eli. And of course, we have our pup Moses. <laughs> so that's the fourth member of our family is Moses. So I'm originally from New Mexico, moving out to the Midwest. I knew that I wanted to still be in performing of some kind. So I was actually, I'm actually moved to Chicago, got a position with a cosmetic company while I could still perform. Um, and that really was the introduction of my love for entrepreneurship of sorts and social media. So that's where I really got introduced to both of those combined. I knew that I wanted to do something in social media. I just didn't know what that looked like. And then fast forward a little bit, married, moved to Milwaukee, pandemic happened. My position with the cosmetic company went away because I was just an independent contractor. The hours were obviously taken away. We weren't doing any anything in person. And I really saw that as an opportunity for me to go head first into social media. Again, still didn't know what that looked like. This was about April, May that I started. That was actually one of my first investments, speaking to the topic where we're going to chat about today. That was my very first investment because I knew from the get-go that I needed to have some kind of support system, if not some kind of education or the community behind it. I really wanted to put my best foot forward if I was going to dive headfirst into this. I like to think that I'm pretty resourceful, that I can Google anything, I can YouTube anything, but I really wanted social media to be my new career, essentially. I was no longer performing. Obviously, with the pandemic, nothing was happening. So that was definitely put on the back burner. I really wanted to put my best foot forward. So I wanted to have a mentor, a business coach of sorts, and it was a, a membership program. So she wasn't directly my my mentor. I do now, which I highly recommend. And we could talk a little bit more about that. But made my first investment into a membership that has a community, had the coach, had action plans, and I just went for it. I really threw spaghetti at the wall. And what I knew was to talk about things that I knew I had experience in. So it was makeup. I talked about makeup. I talked about newlywed life. I'd been married for a minute, but I was going to talk about newlywed life. <laughs> I was going to talk about social media. And out of those three, social media was the thing that most people were interested in. So I took that information in June and ran with it. I really made that my center focus. And as the months rolled on, I realized that I really love working with entrepreneurs and business owners. And that's really the creation and foundation, I should say, of the Fear Social Society that was founded. I took on a couple of my first clients in August of that year, worked with them one-on-one. -on -one, and then fast forward again, I opened the Fear Social Society program, which is a five-step program of how to use Instagram efficiently without overwhelm. I just realized going back to my previous self, who was really my ideal customer, my ideal client is... Instagram can be really overwhelming. Social media can be really overwhelming. And there's so many different ways that you can go about it, which is great. There's not just a secret code that everyone else around you seems to have cracked. No such thing. There's so many different ways that you can be successful on social media and in your business. And that's what I was out to prove with this program, with this five-step 
program. So that's the Fear Social Society. And in the mixture of all that, I found Saint, which is our makeup company that Heather and I both love. And it was just another opportunity to dive into a product and a company that I really loved and earn an extra revenue stream. I'm a big fan of multiple revenue streams. And it's been a blessing that I did not see coming. It was really just going to be one of those, I'll share it when I want and when I can on stories. And here I am with a team and going to a reward trip in Mexico to meet Heather. So it's really been quite a whirlwind that I was not prepared for, but God knew all along. So I don't even know why I'm surprised. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a crazy, cool whirlwind in the last, gosh, what, three years or so. Yeah. And how funny that you could take and we were talking about that with your new baby also, that something that some people could take as like a negative situation of losing your career and in the makeup industry or delivering your baby boy super, super early. Those things, yeah. if you're open to the Lord's timing and open to those inspirations of how he shows up and gives you the ideas or maybe the contacts or the opportunities like, and then you go full on in because it's, yeah. like you said, you have to like starting any business, whether it is a, an online coaching, anything like that, or a network marketing business, it takes a lot of focus. Yeah. That's amazing that you've been able to do that. And I would love to dive into both of those things. You're as a traditional entrepreneur, a background in owning a boutique in Savannah. Of course, I tried to track, crack that social media code with yes. having that. And so I know you, you talk a lot to a lot of independent entrepreneurs, not just outside of network marketing, but then being a network marketer yourself, I would love to just dive into like, how are they different? Do you, or yeah. do you feel like there is a difference when it comes to marketing yourself or your product or your network marketing business versus marketing a traditional business, like a retail store or online business? Yeah. This is such a good question. I think this can actually be the common misconception people have when they go into network marketing is that it's all set up for you. What's it called? A turnkey system. It's all set up. You just have to show, you just have to be there. You just have to show up and it'll be successful. And it's not that way. I say, unfortunately, but anything worth having, you work hard for. I know we've heard that so many times before. It always reminds me of A League of Their Own when Tom Hanks' character is, it's supposed to be tough or else it wouldn't be worth having by the end of it. So I think the thing that a lot of network marketers end up doing negatively towards themselves is they don't take ownership of their network marketing business like it is their own business, right? They don't take ownership that they're the customer service or they're, they may or may not be fulfillment depending on your company structure, but you're also the marketer, you're the content creator. And I know that might sound a little bit overwhelming, but when you take ownership of that, it can be really empowering at the same time. And there's really not a difference between being a traditional business owner, creating something for yourself from the ground up, right? Or joining a company and a product that you really love. I would say one of the biggest differences that can be a bummer is that when you're an entrepreneur creating something for yourself, a traditional entrepreneur, there isn't necessarily the built-in community like you would get from a network marketing company. That was probably one of the biggest surprises that I had joining Saint was, again, I went into it with, I will share this product on my stories. I'll share it when I can because I really love, I love the product. I love that you can customize a compact. There's just so many things I loved about it. But I had no idea about the business side of things or how much how many skill sets that I would learn, how much business knowledge I would learn, just how much I would really gain from the business itself and not just selling a product. There's leadership skills and sales skills and marketing skills that you're learning, but then you're also getting to meet these amazing women. You and I probably never would have, and I hate to even say that, but we may not have ever met 
if it wasn't for this company. And I wouldn't have met the amazing girls that are on my team if it weren't for this company, this opportunity versus with the traditional business that's not necessarily as built in. It's really up to you to make those connections, which I highly encourage that you do. So investing in either a membership or a course or a mastermind like I have, you get that sense of community. When you're talking about maybe the ups and downs, there are people that understand it because as much as we want our spouses, our friends, our family to be supportive and understand if they're not in entrepreneurship themselves, they're not going to. And that's not their fault. That's okay. They might not even know the questions to ask us, um, but it's just really nice to be able to have that community. And you get that with a network marketing company. You don't always get that with a traditional business. So I would say those are probably the biggest differences and similarities is definitely treat your network marketing business as it's like it's your own. Really take ownership of that. And I feel like you're going to go so much further when you have that attitude towards it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. And yeah, I really do feel like the investment side of it is is exactly that. It's like you've got to invest your time, sometimes invest your money. And I totally agree. It sounds like it's a really cool product that, that you have in terms of you create the community for the traditional entre entrepreneurs. But what's yeah. cool is with network marketing, we're all learning and growing from each other. Because like you said, there are a million different ways to do this. There's not necessarily a wrong or a right way to do it. And to be honest, I think a lot of the fulfillment that is even bigger than the financial aspect is trying and getting creative in your own way and then seeing that work and then reaping the fruit of that, both in terms of how it grows your business, but also how, like you said, it grows yourself. Yeah. So I love that. We've been talking about on the podcast, and I know you and I have talked about this, the investment strategy versus like the influencer strategy mm -hmm. of really focusing on, so, well, the other two are the ignore method, which is what I tried and you know, personally relationally, I should say. Then there's the integrate method, which again is what I'm choosing to do, which is basically I'm not trying to grow my following anywhere outside of YouTube right now. That's my that's my focus where I'm do, using the investment method while where I'm taking a course, I'm learning and soaking up all the things. I'm really marrying the process and divorcing the results. So the results are starting to come and that's exciting. Yeah. So there's the investment side and then there's the influencer side, which is what a lot of people see online and what I know you're one of your mentors within Saint. Jackie Richards, who of course I've had on this podcast, she embodies that kind of influencer strategy, yeah. which is on that. So how would you say, knowing some of the things that you and I have talked about and looking at the little chart I've shared, would you say there is a difference between going all in with your product and the value that your product provides versus going all in like with you and all the facets? Like you even talked about, you did that at the beginning where you were talking about motherhood yeah. and you made social media your central focus. And I like how you said <laughs> niche. Anyway, so what are your thoughts on that, on focusing yeah. on your product and the value that it provides versus trying to share yourself as the brand? And do you see those as two different strategies? Yeah, I actually really love to have a happy marriage of both because when you're approaching social media and you are trying to make sales, you are trying to grow a business, it cannot be all about you. It cannot be the Mandy show, right? I think I am the bee's knees and I think my <laughs> husband thinks I'm the bee's knees, but that's not necessarily going to grow my company. That's not going to grow my business. And that's not going to provide an income at the end of the day when we just get right down to data and numbers. So a lot of people, there's this idea that your niche is you. And the only problem that I see with that is that you're speaking to a too broad of an audience with that because you right now is ever evolving, right? But a very solid version of you is the previous version of you that struggled with this, that, and the third, right? Mm -hmm. You had these different problems You've now figured them out, or maybe you haven't yet, and that's okay. But maybe there's that one problem you figured out, 
like myself, figuring out that five-step system, I, I put that down to paper. I tested it out a lot. I had clients test it out. And now it's a proven method, right? But that's that was a struggle that I once upon a time had. Now I no longer, now I'm teaching other people how to master it as well. But I can't speak to someone who's in my place right this second, me and that person. We might have something in common and that connects us, which is great. That's what, that's the beauty of us all being so diverse is we do have different stories that all end up connecting through something. But it's, it's really, in my opinion, it's really helpful to speak to the problem of your past self, your previous self that you've now solved that problem. So now you're going to help other people do it too. So you can speak to that personal testimony and then speak to this product, this service, this whatever it is that you're selling. This is how it works. This is how it's going to serve you. This is why I have this part of it. Or this is why you should have this in your compact, whatever it might be, however you want to combine it. But I really think it's a marriage of the two of them. I really don't feel like you can have just one or the other. When you really lead with a product and its benefits, you're not necessarily speaking to the person that it's for. Because this product of ours, if we're going to take our makeup, it has so many different benefits. It's hydrating. It's flexible. It's great for mature skin. It's great for young skin. It's really luminous. You can also, it's just, there's so many different benefits that can speak to all kinds of different women and seasons of life. So if we do that, you're going to have a much harder time honing in on your ideal demographic or the person that you really want to work with, because maybe you you don't actually enjoy talking to 20-somethings, or maybe you don't necessarily know how to help the lady with mature skin, but you do know how to help the mama who doesn't have a whole lot of time and she's always on the go. Maybe that is totally your thing. Let's then lean into that and put your personality behind it. That chef's kiss, that is like gold right there when you combine the two of those. So I think it has to be both. It can't just be oh. one. And I don't think it can be one or the other. Okay. I love it. I really I'm love like that. busting down with whoever said what. I'm like, no, I think it should be both. I like that. Okay. And you know what I love about that is so, because I've seen people do, and I'm seeing people have success with both. I see the influencer where it is like they might even be repping multiple companies or they're yeah. doing clothes and this, that, and the other. And right. they're not necessarily going full all in with whatever product that they're sharing, but they gather a lot of attention and a lot yeah. from a lot of different ways. Right. You see some people who go all in with the makeup, but what's interesting is those who are choosing the investment strategy of sharing just the value of whatever product they're representing, they need to inject the personal testimony in yeah. order for it to hit home and a deeper connect with the person who's like following them. So even if yeah. someone doesn't want or thinks that they don't have value to share or thinks there's nothing special about them or that they're not the bee's knees, they're yes. just like you. And you can even say that. I know Jackie did a coaching call for our team last month and that's what she said. There was a girl that was like, I feel like all I am is a mom these days and all something about all I have time is for my kids. She's say that, do that. She's like, how many women can, can relate to that? And she was yeah. like, oh, Oh my gosh. So whatever it is that you're thinking about yourself, there's a woman that's out there thinking about it. And so I think you're spot yes. on. If you lean into your story, your testimony alongside the education component of it, that's going to, it's going to make you build that trust in the relationship and the value with the people who are following you, right? Yes. And I want to say this about our influencers, whether it's the lovely Jackie Richards or somebody else in a different company or a different business owner, they weren't influencer status at one point. They were starting out with their business ground zero, just like everybody else was. So a part of my framework is actually going about 
figuring out your niche and really who your ideal client is or who you even want your ideal client to be. We approach that question, I don't know who they are. Who do you want them to be? Who do you want to talk to all the time? Who do you want in your DMs? And that's your choice. That's what you get to decide for yourself. And that's the beauty of it. It's not just a, an ideal client that like randomly shows up on your doorstep. And, oh, okay. I guess this is the person I'm supposed to talk. No, you get to choose. You get to declare your niche. And one of the modules that I have is, do you need a niche? And the two or the couple questions that I go through, are you an influencer? Mm. Do you have a massive audience? Do you have people knocking on your door asking like, what's the t-shirt you were wearing today? Mm. If that's not the level that you're at, then we probably want to start over here talking to one audience. So the Jackie Richards of the world, which we love her influence all the time. So she can influence us any day because she's the she's one of the, my favorites. And honestly, how I found her was through her influencer profile. So that's why I chose her as my mentor because I knew she was going to be able to take me where I wanted to go, but also could understand social media the way that I did as well. So the whole influencer thing, when we look at influencers now, we do have to remember they had a day one. They had a ground zero and they most likely weren't influencers then, but they did have some something about them and their personality, their character, the audience that they attracted. That's the audience that they have now. So we can't look at our day one, and I know people have heard this before, but we can't look at our day one and their day 500 and do the same strategies that they're doing because it's not going to work for us. So that's where we see that disconnect with people starting day one and they're like, oh, I'll just share my life like, Heather does or Mandy does or Jackie does. Strategy is not necessarily going to work for you just yet because you're not at day 500. So that strategy is for the person at day 500 or the person at 300 or 25. It's understanding and accepting that you're at day one, which is fine. We've all been there. So don't feel like you're behind or your strategy is not going to be good enough because it's not what she's doing. She did this strategy too once, or maybe she just had something go viral and now she's okay, great. Now we're going to do this. Now we're going to be, now we're going to put everything together. We don't want that either. But that's the thing I want people to remember about when you see an influencer, just know that they had a day one once upon a time and they were always an influencer. (laughs) Yes. Amen. Amen. And it is, it's very, it is very difficult to duplicate that, but the investment Mm -hmm. side is easier because it is mixing it, it is basically, like you said, whatever company you're with, you're sharing your story of what your life was yeah. like before, how even as you're learning out loud, I know some yeah. people, I'm not an expert with my product yet. You can talk about that too. Like I always say, I'm not a makeup artist. I just like to help other women simplify their makeup routines. <laughs> and I wore the wrong color for two years as I was building my, as I was building my business. And it was fine. I, I remember lo- you saying that. That can't be true. I love that you had that. That's even better. Totally, 100%. And not to mention, I, we, I didn't find my magic color until reunion last month in Athens. So a brand Athens. new color. Oh, this is what the makeup is supposed to look like. Oh. <laughs> Here we are, six years into being an artist and eight years of using this makeup, and I just now found my perfect color. But anyways, it's so, perfect on you. It was made for you. I love it. It's funny. I actually was sitting with Jackie at the airport leaving reunion, and one of her other teamies, I didn't actually, they sold out of the tins, and I was like, oh. I think color and I didn't get it. And she literally gave it to me. It was the sweetest thing. Oh. Um, Jackie was, was there. She's one of your sisters. So the girl that gave it to me, but anyways, oh, sweet. So, talking about day one, that is, I know what people are going to be, I guess there's three different types of people that are going to be thinking about this as their day one. Either they're truly brand new at their business, or they're just getting started in network marketing and they don't have anything else meaning business-wise other than being a mama or 
just being a human online, right? Like they've either done like the integrate method of just <laughs> making friends on Facebook or whatnot, but they've never dove into sharing a product or a business online before. So that's one one group. The other group would be someone who maybe is in an, in network marketing and has never really decided to just go all in to grow a social media platform. But now they're like, you know what? Maybe I do want to do this. And they already have been talking about their product on their personal business. They've been doing that integrate method, but now they want to move up the level a little bit. And then finally, the last person would be someone like me or someone like you when you started saying where you have a business already, or you have multiple facets of your life where you are growing a following or you know, you have a presence online. How, what, it, looking at those three different types, what would you say would be the first step? Is it starting a separate account? Is it integrating things into your existing account? What right. would price be for someone for day one, I guess, starting point for each of those people? I, for someone who's day one and they're approaching social media, either they already have one or maybe they're approaching it for the, I guess I feel like they're two different people because if they're approaching social media for the very first time, I even think that's almost a better bucket to be in because then you, I feel like you can start off on the right foot when you start understanding what's it for, how to use it, how to market yourself. And I know that feels like it's a lot to learn, but I'm just going to pop that bub bubble. It is at first, but daggum, when you get it, you get it, right? When you're learning something new, it takes a little bit of time and commitment and investment, right, of your time. It That also takes when you're marketing for yourself for the first time, even marketing that. When I think about starting your own traditional business and starting a network marketing business, a lot of people do have that misconception that you're just going to make money right away. It's not true in either situations. Even when I started FS, the Fear Social Society, it still took me a little bit to get that momentum going. It was still a couple months before I was starting to book out with one-on-one -on -one clients versus when I started. And that's why I ultimately started a bigger program so that I just put everything in a DIY course that they could work through. Now, for somebody who has a social media account, maybe they want to start over. The good news is there's not really a wrong answer here. You can use the account that you have. Just know that it doesn't have to be all about the product. Like you're not a magazine for the product. You're not a website for the product. You are the person using the product, right? Like you are center stage and this product is a supporting character. It can be the indirect marketing, if you will. It's going to catch everybody's eye because of how you use it, how you show people. Just like you were saying, I had the wrong color for two years. I just like to show women how to simplify their makeup. I'm not a makeup artist. And I think that's the beauty of it is how do you use it? How has it benefited your life and how has it benefited others? So there's not a wrong answer or a right answer. It's if you're going to a new account, now you're starting fresh, which can be a great, exciting thing. Uh, we want to put stuff on the shelves as, as quickly as possible and as consistently as possible. And then if you want to use your account that you've had, don't be afraid of the people that are going to see it because even if you start a new account, they're going to see it over there. I think it's so funny when people say, I don't want my friends or family to see it. What do you think? They're just not going to see anything that you do because you make a new account. They're going to find you somehow. They're going to, it's going to come across their feet. Instagram has a way of doing that. So <laughs> let's just like bite that in the butt right away <laughs> and let's just move forward and get it done. Cause you never know. They might become your biggest supporters yeah. and your biggest cheerleaders. They usually are at the beginning yeah. and it's the people that they're scared to put it out there. <laughs> and right. you can't let fear be the decision factor. I think right. that's the thing that just is, it drives me crazy when people feel like that's the safer way to go is mm -hmm. to start a new one. But by choosing it out of fear, they're yeah. never going to have that, how do I say this, that passion and purpose behind right. the of doing it. Yeah. To, that's going to attract the attention or attract the following. They're just going to be talking right. to a smaller group of people. So I don't have the freedom to just see what's possible, right? If we could have a bird's eye view of, or almost like this 
dreamlike state or out-of-body experience, however when you call it, of this is what could have been if you just went for it. And I think a lot of us would just kick ourselves. Like, are you kidding me? I could be doing this or taking my kids here, or doing this for my whatever, doing this for myself. Yeah. And I just let Sally down the street talk me out of having an in-home part an in-house party or whatever it was, or starting my own business, baking cookies for whoever. I don't know what it might be, but you're letting the people down the street talk you out of big things that God has always intended for me from the beginning. I love that. One of the last things I want to talk to you about, because this is going to wrap up our series of the four different Instagram strategies and what a beautiful wrap up to this, because I feel like you really found a way to put the bow on all of them. And I definitely want people to definitely definitely listen to your podcast, first of all, because it is so good. I have really enjoyed listening to the Fierce Social Podcast. So you'll learn a lot over there and checking out your, I'll make sure to link the, your five-step framework as well. I would love, because we're going to start talking about money (laughs) and which I love to talk about. I know some people are like, don't talk about money. Oh, I could talk about it all day. So I'm excited for this like new series you have coming up. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. This is literally, in fact, when I was in my podcast coaching course or program, a community, like what you were talking about, gosh, a year and a half ago, they had us set up pillars of our podcast and literally that money was to be a pillar of this podcast. And honestly, I have not really talked about it much in a year and a half, but it's a huge facet of my testimony. And obviously it's with any business, but if you're going to start any business, including a network marketing business, as much of the benefits of the community and all of that is awesome, you still need to make money with this business. And it it can be a beautiful example of an additional revenue stream for a lot of people. So what drew you to this business model? Because since you already had a business and how have you been able to put one more thing on your plate with having multiple revenue streams? Yeah, great question. Mainly because I love makeup so much. And actually a gal that was in the same cosmetic company with me She was using it and I thought, I got to try that. If she's loving it, I know I'm going to love it too. And I actually had no idea it was a network marketing company. And that didn't really deter me from the get-go, but I knew I wanted to try it, loved it. If I can share something I love, it just makes sense. Why not monetize it? And I'm just, I'm such a entrepreneur at heart in that sense that if you like something, if you love something, you make something better. How do we, it might be my toxic trait too, because I'm like, how do we turn it into a business? My my business coach is like, you need to have a hobby outside of your business. I'm like, I will try and make that a business. Are you kidding me? I will try and find, I will find a hobby and I'm like, how do I monetize this? It's just, I have to make sure my focus is always on what God has for me, what he wants for me and my purpose and what I do with that money. So we got to like stay focused on that. So really it's from the beginning, it was because I liked the product and I wanted to monetize it. I just didn't realize how much of a blessing the company itself was going to be for me, how invested I was going to get, what it was going to bring out of me, what it was going to sculpt me into, if you will. I don't know if those are really the right words, but it really just brought out a new side of my entrepreneurship that I really fell in love with. So it did definitely start as an extra revenue stream and something fun that I knew that I would love doing, putting on makeup, playing around with makeup. And then it turned into I love the business side. I love what it's done for me as an entrepreneur. It's made me into a better leader. It's given me opportunity to be a leader at with this amazing team that I have. I get to go to these trips. It really challenges me. I have a hard time doing that in my own business, challenging myself to, oh, if I achieve this, I'll take myself to Mexico. I like that this other company does it. <laughs> yeah, and you just crushed it here. Gosh, you, because to make that trip, you had to sell a lot of makeup, which is amazing. And then you have a team of over 115, is that right? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you've done a lot right in this business. And so I'd say it's grown into quite the, the amazing blessing. Revenue. Yeah. It's just, I've said that I always say that it's been such a blessing. And that's what I want to encourage to anybody who's either thinking about their own traditional business or network marketing. You just never know what it could do for your life. And I know that might sound cheesy for people to hear, but that's, again, that's with anything, just mm-hmm. saying yes or going for it. You just never know the blessing it could have on your life or other people and what it could do for you. Just think about what it, could bring and not necessarily the uncomfiness of getting started or the day one of the, what are people going to think if I join a network marketing company or if I start this business? I really just, whatever, this could be just something fun for me. It turned into much more than that, which I'm so thankful for, but it was definitely the monetization of it that initially attracted me. I love it. That's awesome. Last question, and it's related, it's tied together, which is where can people find you? But specifically, do you have two different, do you have an Instagram for your fierce social society, and then also one personally where you share saying, where are all the places where people can find you? I know there's quite a few. And honestly, this isn't actually something I recommend to clients Ah. because it can be overwhelming unless you have a team and you have support. So I do have contractors that work for me that do help me make this possible. So I want to put that out there first and foremost. I am not running this show. I don't even pretend to run all of the things because now I have a sweet baby that I know this would be impossible. And I would never want someone to look at me and be like, Holy crap, how does she does it? I don't do it. I don't do it all. I have help. So I Also do an have, investment and a good one. <laughs> yes, yes, a very good investment is get help. When you are head underwater, it's time to get you an assistant or time to get some virtual help or something like that. So that could be another podcast that mm-hmm. we can go into that. But yes, like Heather said, you can find me on the Fear Social Podcast. Come hang out with me. We talk about entrepreneurship, obviously social media strategies that will actually be efficient and effective for your business. And then on Instagram, I do have um, two different, and that really wasn't the intention, but it just worked out that way. So you got the Mandy Emerson, which is a little bit more of the CEO, the personal, the founder behind the businesses to show you what a day in the life or what daily life looks like as a business owner, as a wife, as a mom, all of these things. As a mom, that feels so fun to say. I've been so excited to say that as a mom. Okay. And then we have another, the other, which is the Fear Social Society, which is where I have the majority of social media strategy posts and content just like that. Love that. Okay. That's amazing. And I'll make sure to link it all in the show notes, of course, for anybody that just wants to click on over. But I know I'm a stalker and I like to know (laughs) all the things and learn all the things. And so thank you so much, Mandy, for taking the time today, especially in light of just having your first little baby. I know. You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's always so great to talk with you. And I know we could probably just talk for hours and hours. So thank you so much for having me. It's been a privilege. Absolutely. Thank you again, Mandy. I'm so grateful for your time with me today. Feel free to check out heatherkburge.com for all the scoop on all the things. Also, I've got a huge favor. If you found any value from today's episode, would you mind leaving me a quick review? Or even better, share with a friend by clicking those three little dots at the bottom of your screen. Sending you big hugs.